0: to another episode of Invarious and pekka We are two geeks who talk about everything. I am Pekka-Palooza and as always I'm joined by my cousin Invarious.
1: And as always good day. How are you doing? session. I'm great. I got to see a cool movie today.
0: Oh what movie did you see?
1: I happened to see Thor Love and Thunder.
0: Oh you know what I saw that yesterday. Did you? We should I talk did. about it. We should talk about it. And this is your spoiler warning. If you are listening to this podcast and have not yet seen the fourth solo outing for Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, please uh, turn off the podcast now. Go see it. Then come back and pick up where you left off. We still want you to listen to what we have to say, but we want you to see the movie first. So official spoiler warning right here at the beginning because we are going to spoil the crap out of this movie I'm
1: totally spoiling it
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude i can't believe that darth vader was Oh no, wait that's a different spoiler.
1: <laughs> yeah all right so three two one spoilers here we go um well you know i knew i was gonna like this movie the second i read just the little byline from uh from forbes magazine saying it was horrible <laughs> second i saw that i was like "Ooh, it's gonna be amazing and boy i was not wrong
0: well everything i was hearing was that uh you know if you liked thor ragnarok you were gonna you know this would be right up your alley
1: well nerdist nerdist loves it and i, I usually like what nerdist likes because i'm the nerd guy so
0: i mean yeah I, I trust nerdist more than i trust like the washington post
1: yeah or well Ford when
0: post. it comes to movies Good like record. if it's political intrigue sure the Washington Post is fine, but like if we're talking about like Marvel movies, Star Wars, things like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Nerdist and their people and the articles that they write on their website or their YouTube videos or whatever uh, a little more than I'm gonna trust what uh, Woodward and Bernstein have to say.
1: I probably would also trust Nerdist over the Washington Post in all respects. Just saying.
0: Well, I, I haven't seen possible. any articles from uh, Nerdist about uh, how the president's foreign policy is working out, so
1: I'm sure they have opinions. I'm sure um, they
0: do. and if uh, if they would share those, I, I would I would be intrigued uh, to see what they have to say. But for now, I'm gonna have to just stick with their um, you know whole movie thing.
1: Well, first of all, like, all right, you know how movies are starting to do this thing where it's just like catches you by surprise that they've started the movie. Like, you know, like you're watching the previews and then you go to a dip your hand in the popcorn or whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, the previews are over. We're in the movie. You know what I mean? It's just like, boom, you're in it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know about you, but I just want to start this off by saying Christian Bale, my gosh, he did amazing in this
0: role. He did a fantastic job in this movie. Yes. Um, yeah. And I get what you're saying. Like, it feels like, uh, I don't know, anymore. at least with the Marvel movies anyway, it's almost like they've got a cold open before they get into like the yeah. uh, production yeah. credits, right. you know, right. where they have the Marvel Studios coming over and, and, and showing you, oh, yeah, this is a Marvel movie. Like, I needed that reminder. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, you've got. Gosh, that was a almost a what a ten minute cold open, fifteen minute cold open of cold uh, cold. basically giving Gore the God Butcher his origin story. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, before we dive into it, let's uh, give some of these uh, these details about the movie. So it's directed by Taika Waititi again, um, who of course is coming back after Ragnarok it was such a great hit um it's got his fingerprints all over it because of course it was written by him and jennifer katon robinson um of course it stars chris hemsworth christian bale tessa thompson jamie alexander comes back as sif in a brief appearance uh taika waititi is back as korg the uh, big rock guy um russell crowe is zeus and natalie portman returns as jane foster oh, after missing out on ragnarok yeah uh it the runtime is 119 minutes and was officially released uh to wide audiences on july 8th which was just uh yesterday as of the time we we're recording this
1: yeah. it was so good i loved you know that intro with um with everything with christian Bale's character with gore you know, was moving, you know, obviously it set the stage and the scene and the entire movie has quite the theme about death and grief, mm. you know, um, and, and grief coping, you know, specifically. Um, and there's other themes, but that, but that is predominantly the main one. And, you know, this, this uh, idea of, you know, a guy and his child dying, you know, and he's devoted to the gods and uh and then he meets the god that he's you know that is supposed to be the good god and, and just totally treats him horribly you know and uh and then you know we don't know necessarily where this um from the movie like the origin of this dark pow- power you know we don't know nah. things about that we just know that the predecessor has been vanquished and there is this you know, ethereal voice. You know, that's just like giving him the sword. You know, and then he just takes him down. But, um, I mean, you know, and then for those, of course, everybody who's seen this movie has likely seen, um, you know, Endgame, and uh, you know, has, has. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. And and you know, we come to it where we have this understanding of of that Thor is hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, You know, Gamora is M.I.A. She is, you know, the the new Gamora has has gone gone off. And Chris Hemsworth Thor is hanging out with the Guardians folks. And um, that was pretty, pretty funny scene. You know, just the whole lead up.
0: I was, um, you know, from the from the trailers, it almost looked like the Guardians were going to play a bigger role in the movie. But I'm glad they were limited to basically a cameo to um just at the beginning because um you know this it it really needed to be Thor's movie it did. and I, I feel like if if the guardians had played a bigger part then they should have just put thor in guardians 3
1: yeah i agree I mean, it's just so overwhelming you know their their dialogue their banter their you know their world they would have they would have upstaged um any any sort of rom-com ever here you know what i mean yeah. I think, and that's
0: exactly what this is it's this is like a, a superhero rom-com yeah. when it when you boil when you boil it down to uh the relationship between thor and jane uh that's that's exactly what it is because it's it it doesn't exactly follow the rom-com no uh formula that you think of when you think of like right. when harry met sally yeah. or Sleepless right. in seattle right. things like that but but it absolutely is a romantic comedy because you've got these two people who clearly have feelings for each other right. who are wrestling with, you know, will they, won't they, and then the relationship, you know, ebbs and flows and, and, and you, you have get... this
1: unknown illness and you have this, you know, by one of the party, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, really it could be a Hallmark movie, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you took out, you know, the superhero aspect and put in like different or movies.
0: a Nicholas Sparks novel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um but seriously i mean pretty pretty heavy stuff and um you know i think um they tied it up well i mean i think there could be some people who who thought there were elements that were campy or too convenient i could see people being bothered about the, the christian veil origin that we have no idea where that came from or i could see how people might be bothered about how easy it is that jane got the thor powers or something but for me, I wasn't bothered by any of that at all.
0: I thought I thought the, the explanation of, of how she got the the hammer worked out really well, like that she wasn't just worthy to wield Mjolnir that she was worthy to put it back together.
1: Yeah, put it back together. And did you notice too, you know, that part where it gets it gets the the um uh, the icon on on the side of it. You know, yeah. like the moment that that he says that,
0: take you know. care of her.
1: Yeah, take care yeah. of her.
0: I mean, so I, I, actually, I thought that I was a was great, one. like, explanation too of, of more giving us more of an explanation of of how she's worthy of, yeah. of wielding it. Because and beyond
1: the whole, you know, Odin thing, that it's this isn't about Odin's power. This isn't about, this is about love. You know, this is about, you know, the power that that uh, that, that imbued in that relationship there, not like some overarching Odin or even Zeus power. You yeah. Know, I love that about this movie.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think what it comes down to, especially especially once you get to the end of it, and I mean, you realize that the difference between Thor and Gore is that Gore is is on this rampage, you know, fighting against the gods of the universe yeah. um, out of hate, yeah. out of out of this sense of vengeance and um you know he feels like his whole life was what he was wronged uh when when he prayed to you know whoever his god was from his planet or whatever that uh you know he prayed for salvation and then not even for himself but for his daughter and then when his daughter dies you know he he has this unquenchable hatred and and that's what causes him to go on his his uh, kind of death tour but uh but then you know in the end again we see that that thor makes the choice to embrace love yeah rather than hate and you know and, and he and so so the whole thing leads up to the the uh the climax of the film uh, gore is is trying to reach the uh being known as eternity who is basically the um the way i've heard it described uh sort of the living embodiment of the marvel universe and and so the the legend goes that uh, the first person to reach eternity will be granted one wish and and so the assumption is that gore is going to eternity to wish that all of the gods were, were dead all at once so he doesn't have to keep going around with the necro sword and right. killing them one at a time he can just wipe them all out at, at once and and right. so again that's that's thor's assumption as he and jane are uh you know they're witnessing gore's you know final breaths and and wish jane is also laying there dying because she used the last of her strength the last of her power to help thor defeat gore yeah um you know and and he tells gore that he you know he's going to choose not to try and stop him but if these are his last moments he's going to spend them with the person he loves
1: yeah i love that because to me i mean and and, you know that could have been played so um not believable You know what I mean? Like, like, like a tactic to try to dissuade gore. Right. But Hemsworth played it very well, you know, because you see his portrayal of the situation, you see Jane dying and you're like, no, he's for real. He is saying, you do what you're doing. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm not going to spend the last moments that I have here fighting you. I'm going to spend the last, last moments in love, you know, with her. Yeah. And that, that moment was powerful. And you're right.
0: That that wasn't a tactic, but it it absolutely worked because it it changed Gore's heart, basically, in the end.
1: Christian Bale as well, because, again, you could have another actor in that role and to be so driven by hate and so evil, you know, throughout this whole movie, and then to be able to reconnect with who he was at the beginning of the movie in a seamless way. And believable way takes a really good actor you yeah. know and he absolutely pulled that off in my opinion yeah he nailed I, it I, I saw him make that transition i saw him talk to himself and and i, and I believed it and i saw his mind change you know I, yeah it's amazing
0: yeah he uh so instead of wishing for all of the gods to to be vanquished he he chooses to wish for his daughter to have her life back and but he still struggles with that because as he's as he's thinking about making that his wish he still struggles because he knows he's dying and he's He's like i don't want her to be alone
1: and then jane makes the plea
0: right she won't be
1: she won't be thor will take care of her and he nods and they they have this understanding yeah Um, so
0: so he makes his wish the daughter returns to life and uh and and holds her father the same way that he held her as she was dying uh, holds him as he's dying. And it's it's so uh it, it's it means
1: touching. It's it's absolutely now, did
0: you know I, yeah. that the little girl playing Gore's daughter is Chris Hemsworth's daughter in real life?
1: Is it really? Yeah. That yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. I did notice that in the credits for the children of the children's brigade, brigade which we've got to talk about in a minute, because that was awesome to me. Um but there were names in there. There was a Hemsworth name. There was a Bale name. There was, um, the, uh, wasn't it, uh, Watiki's there was a,
0: yeah, Taika's a- kids were in it. Uh, I'm pretty I mean, sure Natalie Portman's, uh, kids were in it. You got uh, right? yeah.
1: to be the kids and to be able to be in, I mean, I remember in Lord of the Rings, you know, um, you know they they had done that. You know they had had some 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 of the character some kids in there too. But I've never seen that seen it to this scale. You know. Yeah. Um, but going to that children's brigade that was really cool to me. I loved how I don't, we're kind of like going from the end back, but but still, I mean, oh, just fine. like
0: we're all over the place, and that's
1: okay. That was just so cool. My kids loved it. You know, I've got a ten year old and a thirteen year old, and they are just all in it and, and just see that it was reminiscent to me of, of the 80s movies you know because we got the lost boys and we've got monster squad and we got all these you know movies where the kids are fighting back you know but so it's very very goes along with that 80s feel but i mean i love that i love imbuing them i love that we had him son you know in that as a strong role oh it was great hilarious
0: i um you know, as I was sitting there watching it, I was thinking, this is really cool. This is really neat to see, but it's too easy.
1: It's too easy. <laughs> I, I was know. like, "I was I like,
0: wait a second, wait a second. If Thor can suddenly just give two dozen kids his power, even if it's just for one battle, why couldn't he do that in Endgame? <laughs> Or Infinity War when they were fighting
1: Thanos. (laughs) Don't say it not. Speak not. No, no. Just be distracted (laughs) by the kid, the little girl in the ballerina dress, who's just like able to slice through the guy with the finger or the one who's holding the bunny and it's like has lasers. That
0: part was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) She's just holding that stuffed animal spinning around. (laughs) Oh, great. Um, um, did you notice uh, some of the statues there in the at the eternity gate? I did um you've got the the living tribunal was over here. and I, I know that. I saw that. Uh, one of the celestials is actually the one that Thor caught before yeah. it fell on the kids. Yeah. um one of the watchers i think was was had a statue in there. And there was another one. I can't remember what it was
1: yeah that was that was good because i I noticed the one from um uh eternals um you know the the celestial the celestial yeah um so that was the one that stuck out to me um what did you think about the uh the dynamic uh with thor and and just this this like jealousy between the hammer and the axe you know that <laughs> whole thing <laughs> i like
0: i like that they gave them personality
1: and the, i loved how the axe he'd like, be having a conversation the axe would just like move into the scene.
0: slowly move in yeah <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, like, that was hilarious. Hello, I'm still here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, really cool. And then the whole thing with with Jane being able to like disassemble the pieces to fight and then reassemble it. That was really cool.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I thought, all right, once the hammer is, you know, reassembled, it's it's back together. It's solid. But no, it's still come it can come apart. You've got like little pieces of shrapnel flying through the air.
1: Uh, everywhere. Yeah. I just I guess, I mean, I knew that she was going to be like Thor, the the Thor, the mighty Thor, you know, the, the new girl Thor. But I didn't know if the hammer would come from somewhere else. I didn't know what was going to happen. But I certainly didn't think about the shards. I assumed after Hela had her way with it that they had just, they were gone. You know what well, I mean? I didn't even think about that.
0: Well, you could, you could see in the trailer, like when she had the hammer, like when she was holding it. You could see that it was almost like um, Kylo Ren's mask in it Rise of Skywalker. It had the cracks, the fractures that it, almost like it had been welded back together.
1: Yeah, I didn't even pick up on it. Probably because I was too busy looking at Natalie Portman and saying, oh, Dude,
0: how buff were her arms? I mean, seriously, I know, right? that well, girl hit the gym. She did not she, skip arm day.
1: She did. I wonder, though, about the different versions of her, like how much of that was like physically done versus how much of that was computer i feel like uh
0: the safe bet is that you know when she is looking as sick as she does that is cgi and i thought the special effects looked really great to make her look
1: not even tell
0: like she's at death's door but that but i bet that you know when she is the powerful mighty thor um you know and completely jacked. i i bet that's really her
1: i do too I'm willing to bet that they they filmed her scenes without that, without the the muscle, and then she went to train, and then she may have. I, you know that's what I'm willing to bet because I've never seen her stacked like like with guns like that. Never,
0: never. Nah. Uh, gosh,
1: I mean gravy.
0: But yeah, she she was jacked. I mean, good gosh, it was it was great. Um, the just the the transition, I think, was was uh really remarkable uh between just her like her mortal form versus the thor form
1: yeah yeah no i thought so too what did you think about um them bringing in um for hella um oh Oh, melissa mccarthy (laughs) mccarthy yeah uh like, it was a big melissa mccarthy fan just in the theater was like yes you that know that was a that was
0: a big uh like <laughs> got a big laugh from everybody in the theater when i was when i was seeing it and i wasn't even in a crowded theater uh <laughs>
1: good
0: i mean yeah. it was it was it was funny when they you know they, they bring back uh matt damon as yeah. fake loki and neil. luke hemsworth as <laughs> yeah. fake fake thor and sam neil was uh fake odin right yeah yeah. uh then melissa mccarthy is uh fake hella was that was priceless
1: that was so good um valkyrie i think she she did a great job too you know i i liked
0: and that's king valkyrie
1: king valkyrie yes they're very clear to make sure (laughs) we all understood that you know but i thought uh i thought she did good you know her role in ragnarok um, and her persona in that was good. She was consistent in this movie too. Um, I really was I, I mean, I thought she was gonna die, you know, when she, you know, at that scene. I
0: did too. I was I was, I was, was a little afraid that, you know, she got run through with uh, with the sword. What? No, it wasn't the sword. It was um
1: the, the lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. That's it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um one of the attendees of the movie with me, uh, who you know can tend to be a little skeptical of of marvel movies a little bit had said that they didn't feel like the thor uh, or the the zeus aspect was really necessary that it was a little extra a little bit more than 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 that person felt like was needed and i have to say there there's a part of me that i kind of thought that a little bit too but then the other side of it too is i enjoyed seeing russell crowe and i thought he did a funny accent you know and 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 you know it was interesting to see all that but what do you think about that whole thing uh
0: he certainly had fun playing that part i'm sure yeah i'm sure (laughs) um i don't know i i feel like it was um i think it was necessary um
1: lightning bolt out of it but
0: as as far as the story goes like he's the the purpose of them going to what was it omnipotent city was that the name of it
1: yeah omnipotent city
0: yeah was was to try to rally these gods right to join together and fight gore um because you know at this point they don't realize that he is trying to get to eternity that that's his that's his goal like they discovered that while they're there but you know their their purpose is is to try and and get more people together to form a team that can actually take him on and win right and and so um you know you have you have them come up against zeus whose ego is obviously bigger than he is yeah. um and and it just becomes a a non-starter like there there's no way that any of the others are going to come with them because they're very likely afraid of gore right um none you know even even together it's like you know you've you've got all these super powerful beings in the universe and 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 together they could be a super powerful force but I'd be willing to bet, you know, if, if they're gods, their egos are going to be huge. And so they don't want to be like the one or two that get taken down by Gore when all of them fight to, to take him on.
1: It's interesting to me because it, it would seem like the effort here is to blow up the idea of the gods. And, and, you know, cause before it's really just like, it's so isolated. It's like Odin. And then you got his, his, people for asgard and then that's it you know what i mean it's just no other thought you kind of expand a little bit when you start thinking about the eternals and you think about oh well these could have been seen as gods you know what i mean and things like that but then you open this up to that oh we do have all of these gods but they're really more like superheroes that actually just decided to make themselves look like deities you know what i mean like they've they've if you had the superpowers of, say, a Doctor Strange, then you would then pretend like you were a deity and then have all these people worship you, right. you know, back in, of age old, and that's what it seems like they're they're putting out here, you know. Um, so in that case, I, I think that's okay. I think I think it's it's necessary if you're trying to get, you know, blow that up, you know, in such a way. We're we're having a lot. Of superpowered beings thrown at us um, on a monthly basis, it feels like <laughs> in the Marvel, you know, universe. And as we approach what we hope to be some sort of cohesion in this phase, you know, you wonder: is it spreading too thin? Is it getting? Is or it, is
0: it too much?
1: Is that, That's what I mean. Is it? Is it so buckshot and widespread that it's going to be impossible to bring it into? a cohesion that would result in something as grand and awesome as game, Infinity War Endgame. Uh
0: no, I, I think that, I mean, in Kevin Feige we trust, right? <laughs> uh, I think that there's a there's a plan. You know, it it's one of the frustrating things for me about the internet, <laughs> um, among many things, is is just fandom overall and and people who just seem to constantly complain about this phase of marvel
1: and Wait, i just did that i just expressed <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you're not as bad as you're not are as bad as a me?
1: lot of the people who like
0: what i'm talking about is like people who are trashing everything that 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 has come out since uh Endgame. game yeah and, and you know they're they're not liking Shang Chi. They're not liking the Eternals. They didn't I don't like know Black how you Widow.
1: Like Shang Chi. Do how, how could you not like Legend of the Ten Rings? That was an amazing movie. I don't know. Like awesome. I,
0: the, my thing is like everything that I've seen so far out of Marvel in Phase Four has still been entertaining. Yeah. I don't care that there isn't a necessarily a common thread between Moon Knight doesn't connect to anything at all yet and i'm okay with that because because again i'm looking back i look back i was there at the beginning all right i remember what it was like when iron man came out back in the day yeah you know back in the (laughs) the early the early days of marvel back in 2008
1: back when the
0: the old magic was written you know i was there and (laughs) you know you had iron man you had iron man 2 then suddenly you had the incredible hulk and you had captain america and thor and it's like they're gonna all come together it's it's gonna be amazing and and even then it's like you've got these separate entities that eventually we know they're gonna tie together and then as they moved into phase two and phase three it's like they're building to something even bigger yeah and they're they're sprinkling clues throughout everything, but we're not going to see it all until we get to Endgame, and and are able to look back and be like, oh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, we we could definitely tell that they're, you know, they're talking about the Infinity Stones way back in Captain America: The First Avenger. Especially,
1: we didn't realize it, especially on ret- retrospect. Well, right. I, I hope so. You know, I mean, for me, this, um, you know, this movie was great for the progression of Thor, you know what I mean? And and his character arc. And I really will enjoy looking and seeing what happens when he and Loki uh eventually hopefully reunite at some point.
0: I would but, hope so, yeah.
1: I love the rest in peace Loki on the on his test ta- his ta- his back tattoo. That was that hilarious. <laughs> yeah. so um and then um and then you had that post credits scene, post post credits or no the first post the mid credits. Yeah the first end credit scene. Yeah, um, so where you have Zeus who is still alive and, um,
0: because again, you can get run through with something and survive unless you're Qui-Gon Gen. Unless you're Qui-Gon
1: Jen. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, clearly. But I think we already, <laughs> did we determine that that blade, the lightsaber was doused with poison? Wasn't that? Yes, was- obviously. Obviously. Uh, but then we get to see, uh, Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. Who yes. Played- <laughs> <laughs> And I, I don't know if you've seen that <laughs> so but I like um, And uh, so seeing him on, he's got that. I My wife and I could just listen to him talk. Boy, you know, just. <laughs> just I'm, I'm going to
0: have a hard time seeing him as Hercules and not having him drop a bunch of F-bombs, though.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: I don't know how they're going to get away with that in, in the fifth fifth Thor movie. Hercules comes along. Oy, what the are you doing (laughs) put that ammo
1: down you know
0: uh um no i'm i i was shocked with his uh appearance because i had no idea that that was coming
1: um the the costume was kind of lame i don't care about the costume (laughs) you don't care you're but his voice and the actor but
0: but uh that,
1: that was cool you know
0: so so i mean but they had that having that scene in there obviously they are setting up more adventures for thor yeah so it's like are we getting another thor movie after this because this is unprecedented right this is this is a fourth thor movie and we so far the most we've had from any solo outings has been a trilogy right and uh and so you know are we moving past this and getting a fifth? Like, is this the start of a second Thor trilogy or was Ragnarok the beginning of a a more cohesive Thor trilogy?
1: I I wonder, I I, I do think if we think about some different elements, you know, we've had things build up together. We have had series play into movies that we know that from, um, you know, Multiverse of Madness, you know, took from Scarlet with Division yeah, with WandaVision, and um, you know, you you start to wonder where some of these things like Falcon and Winter Soldier and the end of of that their their little troop being formed up. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of little connections here. I don't know whether or not it's going to be leading to another Thor movie um, right away. Rather, unless it would play into a amalgam, you know, like the, all these different characters coming together for a movie. Because thinking about Avengers and, and the first phase, you know, you had all these movies and you had a few of them with Iron Man, you had a few, you know, here and there, and then it comes to, you know, this Avengers. And then it goes off and then it has the sequels and then it comes to Age of Ultron, you know? And so I wonder, I, I wonder how much longer until we start hearing hints of the combined you know movie you know what I mean
0: oh uh, you know like I said with uh, you know, again I'm, I'm trying to compare phase four to phase one with uh, you know just just the expectation level um, you know I feel like they're going to be building up to whatever the big thing is probably in phase will hit at the end of phase six, right? Because if if it took three phases to get to Infinity War and Endgame, what's to say it's not going to take another three phases to get to, well, let's say it's Secret Wars. Um, <clears throat> you know, where, where you've got the entire multiverse clashing with itself. Um,
1: it, it's true, though if secret wars and you said that's hosted by dr doom right in the comments. yeah
0: yeah dr doom so, is it sets himself up as the i don't know if he calls himself the ruler or the god of battle world but uh but yet we haven't even been introduced to dr doom yet
1: and you've got to have and and maybe that's going to happen with fantastic four you know um which again better have john krasinski in it it, it must it must <laughs> it really have really john Krasinski in it yeah it must anyway um but Let's put so that out there in the universe just saying you know but uh i mean you've got to have a really strong actor to play dr doom in a better way than his predecessors yeah you I, know <sighs> it definitely not not epic enough for this Marvel universe,
0: and I'm I'm exactly. gonna plead ignorance on this because my only exposure to Doctor Doom has been in those two previous uh, iterations of Fantastic Four. Um, the early ones,
1: yeah.
0: But I know I I'm aware enough to know that they were weak in comparison to who Doctor Doom is in the comics. Yeah. Um, but I just I, I don't have any any knowledge of of Dr. Doom's origin or his powers um, in the comics.
1: Lat- Latvia or whatever it is.
0: Latveria. From.
1: Latveria. Um, so Julian McMahon did the Dr. Doom and the one from way back in 2005. Yeah. And, um, and he did good for that movie. I mean, my wife and I love the original movies, and even though they're a lot of people don't. We, we enjoyed them for what they were at the time. And we thought Chris Evans was awesome as Johnny Storm. We'd love to see him do it again. You know what I mean? It was, it was fun. Um, the second one wasn't as, wasn't as good. You know, it was, it was pretty boring. Um, Rise of Silver Server? Yeah, Rise of Silver Server, at least in my opinion. But the first one I thought was, was great. But it's just, you know, you've got to have someone who's going to be, I mean, really epic. Now, they've got it slated that the new one's going to come out in 2024. Um, so we got some time there. Um so the guy who played Doom in the uh 2015 one that one oh, that I've seen that actor
0: Toby Kebbell
1: Kebbell yeah I've seen him
0: he was in Kong Skull Island um he actually had two roles in that he had a human role and he played oh, he was terrible. the motion capture of uh Kong and yeah he he played the motion what? capture of Right. Um, in Planet of the Apes.
1: Right, 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 right. So, you know, oh, I know what I remember him from. It was from Black Mirror. You've you, you seen Black Mirror
0: on- I've only seen a few episodes.
1: Yeah, so there, yeah, he was in one of those. That's where I recognize him. <laughs> um, But, you know, I didn't think that his role was very good, you know, in that. Um, well, no, that was. it was- him I, or it was, I feel know.
0: like of the two versions of Doctor Doom we've gotten on the big screen- the um, <clears throat> the earlier version from those first two movies was was a better representation than oh,
1: absolutely than
0: absolutely. his version
1: it was it was pretty
0: from fan four stick
1: frustrating movie now but you know i say that but it'll probably get a resurgence now after maverick miles teller is like you know the heartthrob of all Girls, you know now, so you know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, him as Reed Richards." They need to bring him back as Reed Richards. I'll be like, "No,
0: no we need no. to forget that that movie existed
1: <laughs> for real, for real." But, um, but anyway, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? A- ha,
0: fantastic.
1: But yeah, there's a there's a lot of fun <laughs> out here. um Anything that you would say that you'd be critical of, or that you were like, "Meh," you know, that you didn't enjoy.
0: Um, really, as I was watching it, just that, just that scene with the, the, um, the kids and Thor giving his power to, to them, like I said, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was so much fun and, and a really neat scene to, I'm, I'm sure it was a lot of fun to shoot with those kids and, uh, you know, just the, the battle looked really cool, Yeah. but again, in my head you know, thinking as a writer, I'm just like, that's just too easy. It's too easy. easy. You are you just, yeah, no. Um, But that's, I mean, that's really at this point, my only, I I would call criticism of the movie. Um, Now I will say walking out of it overall, um, if I'm comparing it to Ragnarok, I think Ragnarok is the superior movie.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I'd have to watch it again. Not Ragnarok, I mean this movie. Um, I, I would probably land there as well, you know, right now. Now, at the same time, do I think it was a great Thor edition? I thought it was way better than Dark World. Oh, absolutely. And um, I probably even liked it more than the first Thor movie. Um, my, I would probably rank them in, in that order, Ragnarok, then Love and Thunder, then the first Thor, then, then the Dark World. Same. But, you know, I mean, at the same time, it's a close second. Um, this one just had, again, Ragnarok. I mean, the, the destruction of Asgard and all that stuff and the coming of Ragnarok, we're, we were invested. I mean, sure, I hate losing all that stuff. And, you know, for Anthony Hopkins to dissipate and be gone, Sabbath was coming, you know. But it was, it was a fun, action-packed, energetic movie. You got to see you know, Hulk, you got to see Jeff Goldblum, you know, you got to see all these fun things and have more of a role for Valkyrie. It was just a fun action-packed movie. This movie, Love and Thunder, had a very serious undertone and theme. And, and of course, there's a lot of humor, a lot of great things and plenty of action, but it was about coping with grief and loss. Yeah. And so you can't walk away from that as well as it was portrayed in that theme and not feel a little bit, you know, have some weight on your chest. You yeah. Know, as uh, opposed to the other one, you know what I mean?
0: And I was, I was thinking about it too. Like the may, at least for me, I think part of, part of my reason for uh, liking Ragnarok more necessarily than this one is possibly because it was such a 180 from what we had seen in the dark world
1: oh absolutely you
0: know in those first two thor movies i'm sorry they're kind of boring
1: they, yeah yeah they were but then
0: you come to ragnarok and you've got taika waititi coming in and allowing chris hemsworth to be the comedic actor that, that he, he can is. be that and and, and so, so great. it's it's so it's so different the tone is so different than those first two movies yeah and and so you know It was it was such a surprise to see that kind of thing, um, that uh, that I I feel like it's just it's it's more I don't know ingrained in my subconscious as you know that's why I enjoy this movie better. But that's not to say I'm I'm not saying I didn't like No No. no. I think it's a fantastic movie. I I had a had a fun time. It's very entertaining. and you're right, it deals with a lot of heavy stuff, heavy, heavy stuff. And and I'm I was thinking about that too, going into it. Um I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, you know, who ha- had um I can't remember if it was her that was had a problem, or if it was maybe it was her son that had the issue, or maybe they both did. I don't know. But in thinking about Thor coming out of Endgame, um, you know, where you know, you get, you get to end game the five years later and you get fat Thor. (laughs) And I know it's played for laughs, you know, and, and people, you know, not just, not just these, you know, friends that I know, but like, you know, a lot of people complained about that and, and, and said that, you know, that's so outside of Thor's character. I'm sorry, but I thought it was a brilliant depiction of what depression can do to somebody. Yeah. In five years, you know, you, he, he took so much. I mean, first of all, let's think about the grief he's going through. He, he lost his mother, his father, his yeah. brother, several times, uh, his entire describe,
1: world. world. By the way, that was very well described.
0: By yeah. Gordon. Yeah. Cord, Cord told that very well. And <laughs> I, I really, I'm glad they recapped that Me too. because again, you know, I'm, I'm looking back at that and you know, you think of all he lost And then and Korg didn't even mention this part, but that personal weight he put on himself, that guilt he felt for not stopping Thanos when he had the chance. Right. And so he bore that weight of half the universe dying in a snap. Yeah. And. I think that that depression that he felt and and really had to deal with uh in end game and then coming into love and thunder was, was really well done. I, you know,
1: you know, I, I mean, really a lot of these things, um, you know, they've got undertones, they're meant to have, you know, some serious issues with them. And then they also have, you know, the humor to go with it. And I think that's the great balance. One of the things I really like about uh, both James Gunn and Watiki is that they have, the ability to still have some serious undertones think about guardians of the galaxy and thinking about um in 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 both movies you have this peter quill element in the first one in the loss of his mother and then the second one you have this father figure thing that's going on and him with hondo you know what i mean hilarious movies makes you laugh the whole time i love them Guardians of the Galaxy will probably always be my number one, you know what I mean? Just just from what it did for me in the theater and then ongoingly. At the same time, James Gunn is able to uh, accomplish having some serious undertones that are taken very serious with multiple characters, with all the characters, you know, really. Um, and, And I think that Watiki does the same thing here. And he is able to convey that and have that humor, but be able to have that undertone as well. To keep it a relevant movie and not just slapstick comedy yeah
0: right. yeah and, and it's absolutely you're right it's there it's it's not a straight up comedy there are serious moments there i mean you know when you get to the end the emotions that that they can pull out i mean especially especially from you know christian bale yeah. you know his his final scenes there and and jane's final scenes there uh natalie portman Uh, as you know they're they're both dying and 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 it's it says a lot about you know yeah i complained about the writing when it comes to you know giving all the kids the power but but you know it it says a lot about the writing too when when they can make you feel something for the villain of the the story yeah, um you know so many times like a lot of times I'll complain if, if there's too much of the, you know, forcing you to feel sympathy for the bad guy. Right. Um, Because, you know, sometimes maybe I'm old fashioned, but like, you know, I want a good, good, just a a decent good versus evil story where you've got the good guys who are good guys and you've got the bad guys who are bad guys and they're bad guys just because they're bad.
1: I would like to remind you that a couple of episodes ago during one of our podcasts, I was trying to convince you, to choose the light. So I just want you to know that this time, especially knowing that you took off of work and you took some time off, it seems like that's done you good. Cause you seem like,
0: no, I still think Thanos was right.
1: <laughs> no, stop it. All right. We're not going back there then. You need to, <laughs> uh, you need to cook. <laughs> hey, let me tell you how I think about that. I totally that? <laughs> have a goat, a screaming goat. So when I saw this, this the movie i was just dying laughing my family was dying laughing because i have this goat and whenever i'm on the phone with somebody for work and i'm done with the convo i'll just I'll, or a coworker, i'll be like <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the perfect little it, it it was hilarious i didn't know it was quite the thing it is my i had who gave it to me thank you for that Bye, East. All
0: right. Does, does that mean we're done with our, our podcast now? So is that, oh, is that no. the signal? I'm
1: done talking about you thinking
0: bad guys. We're, I'm getting the signal. We need
1: to wrap it up.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um yeah, the, the giant goats were uh were quite hilarious.
1: You think I thought Korg was gonna die?
0: I did too. Oh I was gonna be devastated. I,
1: me too. But I will say, in the, through the course of the movie, even from the beginning with Jane. There was a lot of foreshadowing that she was going to die. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. They, they really laid it on thick that well, she was going to die from from the very beginning. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of was telling myself, if you kill her, if you kill her in this movie, I'll be so mad. But then by the end of it, I had accepted it better. Um, and I really appreciated the post credit scene with Valhalla. That was that yeah. was great.
0: I thought I thought that it was really well done. I will I will admit though. Um when so what was going through my head in again we're back to the scene there the the gate of eternity or whatever and uh Gore has been using um Stormbringer. Storm Stormbringer. Set the axe. Yeah. Uh to or is it Stormbreaker?
1: I'm t- I'm looking it up. I'm trying to remember. I was thinking Stormbreaker but then you said Breaker. yeah, I think it's
0: Stormbreaker. Okay. Um, using the axe, uh, to because it has it, it has the ability to generate the bifrost. So he's using that he stormbreaker. Needs, yes. Uh, he, he uses that, uh, needs it to open the gate to eternity. And uh, you know, by the time Thor is able to break the control of, of the axe, uh, and, and get it to shut off the bifrost. The gates already open yeah and so when i when i saw that the gate was open here i'm thinking they're going to defeat gore they're going to break his sword that's
1: exactly and then thor's going to go in and it's thor's going
0: to wish to save jane
1: that's that's what i thought was going to happen too i was like the gate's open run thor run you yeah know, go. Be, the, be the first one in there so you can make the wish oh you can do it you know i'm just like
0: but, you, know,
1: um, you also think about the wish, all right? So I get that we have a child saved, you know, and we we or we could have had Jane saved and all that stuff. But then I think about like Thanos and his, you know, we just have a lot of lives at stake at the ability of a snap of a finger, and yet here you have this one wish. You know what I mean? And my uh my uh, the person sitting beside me was like, so like. Couldn't you like wish for like both? You know, like couldn't you just, you know, get? I mean, is it like? And I said, no, you can't. I said, you only get one person. Like, who decides that? Eternity decides that. And I just kind of shut the book. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's kind of like it is kind of funny. You get the one wish, and it's just like the the limitation. You're you're force-fed this eternity thing. You know, it's it's kind of it's it is a pill to swallow. You know, I'll admit.
0: So that 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 brings us to an interesting question. If you found yourself in front of this being that just looks like a, a, a figure of space, um and you had one wish, what what would your wish be?
1: Why don't we go ahead and preface this and say, let's take off all the humanitarian efforts, right? We'll assume that both of us would naturally choose. That all life should be saved in peace on earth and, and everybody comes to love the Lord, you know, and all those what? things. You know what I mean? Come on, peace you know, let's on earth. assume those would be the natural. Okay, so beyond those, um, let's. You got assume.
0: one wish, man. Make it a good one.
1: I mean, you know, I, I would prefer to have the Contra Code for every aspect of my life. <laughs> That means that at any time, if I'm dissatisfied with the way things are going out, I can simply mentally press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, select, start. And then I will
0: have 30 lives.
1: Yeah, yeah, I will will get everything I need in the moment to conquer what I need. (laughs) I would like the universal contra code. That's exactly (laughs) that, that is your gamer. This is how you know that we are two geeks, because that is my that is my choice. All right. So let's hear yours.
0: Uh, I'd wish for a million wishes.
1: Oh, of course. <laughs> I think Robin Williams told us she can't do stuff like that. when he Hey, was
0: this a- isn't a genie. This is eternity.
1: What Robin Williams said is eternal.
0: What Robin Williams says was an animated Disney movie.
1: <laughs> eternal. This is eternity.
0: <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Uh,
1: <laughs> Did you ask the question, but you didn't have a pre-selected answer?
0: No, my pre-selected answer was a million wishes.
1: <laughs> oh. Yawn. Come on, you can do better than that. <clears throat> Think of something. Can I?
0: Good. Because if I've got a million wishes, I can take care of all kinds of things. Excellent. Uh, climate change, uh, the healthcare system, um, a bunch of morons running our government—you know, things like that. Um, <clears throat> sorry. That's a. That's a discussion for the washington post we're we're nerdist kind of (laughs) things happening
1: here um i mean i would probably if i could i would probably wish that master of disguise was never made (laughs) you
0: you can't imagine what kind of butterfly effect that might have on the rest of the world
1: (laughs) yeah sorry danic Harvey. um
0: okay so one wish coming out of coming out of thor oh you, you still want me to give a wish answer
1: i really need something like a little bit more solid uh huh. <clears throat> <laughs> come on come on you got this
0: i would like to see my dad again
1: Oh no, that's a good one
0: um not necessarily permanently but just a day just give me a day with him yeah to to hang out
1: yeah that that's a good one man that's a good one and and very well represented for this movie as well you know yeah absolutely all right so let's think here so we covered a lot of aspects um i did there was one scene with christian bale and the kids that I thought was kind of like, ugh, you know? I mean, because you know how Multiverse of Madness was was kind of said, this is the horror movie, and yeah. then it really wasn't that scary, at least in, in my opinion, you know, and, and, and my kids were fine, too. But this movie, Christian Bale, was pretty frightening, you know? And then his time, he has the little story time with the, kid, the kids, and I'm like, wow. Where is this? What is the purpose of this? You know, what I mean, and that, that was the scene that I was like, ooh, and I was looking over at my son, make sure he's okay. <laughs> you know, uh, so you know, definitely more of don't you think more of a horror film? Um, uh, at least his aspect as a villain than Multiverse of Madness?
0: Uh no, I'm not gonna go that far. I I do think Multiverse of Madness was more more of a horror, at least as far as like a Sam Raimi type of of horror movie. Yeah.
1: I guess, like it, just not feel scared, like, and there wasn't any villainous. I mean, of course, we had Wanda, but we're so connected to Wanda; she just didn't scare me. <clears throat> you know what I mean?
0: I, I was scared during the fight with the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that I was, was hardcore. The- and then, especially yeah. when she killed
1: Xavier, I, that that was harsh. That was hard. But I, I guess it just didn't scare me because and even so zombie you know uh doctor strange you know again it's it's not that we had the bad doctor strange right that from what if you know what i mean that would have been potentially scary like when it's this evil and all that but you know he was he was a corpse corpse puppet you know what i mean yeah and uh so just just, and even so wanda so connected with her you know you just you're watching a tragedy of a character that you like almost like when you watch uh, the others or, or one of those movies, or even Haunting of Hill house, you know, you, you watch these movies. I don't know if you've seen those others, Nicole Kidman back in the nineties and then haunting well, Hill yeah. Netflix is. I've seen the haunting others. House, Are you talking about,
0: you're talking about the, the haunting of Hill house, the, the show on Netflix, right? The
1: show On Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah. I is so brilliant. But once you realize who the ghosts are, then you you kind of it stops being extremely scary, per se. You know, I at well, least yeah. it's for me. And so that's why Multiverse of Madness wasn't scary for me. But when you have an evil villain that has an unknown evil force, you know, behind them and they're dark, and you don't know what they're gonna do next. That see that that's that's scary, you know?
0: Well, see, here's the the thing about so the you got to think about the tone of the movies multiverse of madness was billed as a horror movie in in the marvel universe and it it very much has that feel especially if you're familiar with sam raimi's you know work outside of spider man right um you know you've got stuff like evil dead drag me to hell army of darkness you know things like that those are you know especially drag me to hell this had this had those fingerprints all over multiverse of madness right and there's 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 only so much you can do in a horror movie when it's rated PG-13.
1: And, I, and that's that's very true. So you know, I mean, that's you, to say the movie genre in itself was well depicted as a horror genre, but as far as villains go, as far as the bad guy goes, I gotta say I don't think I've seen a scarier bad guy in a Marvel Marvel film than Christian Bale.
0: Dude, Thanos snapped his fingers and got rid of half the universe.
1: Still, still, I just think I just think Christian Bale played it the
0: eyes his 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 depiction was was much um yeah you know you're right his the the way he looks um and his demeanor i think um were a lot i guess yeah i'll say scarier scarier than than what we've typically gotten from From Marvel villains.
1: Yeah, and he's definitely an actor who gives himself over to the role. You know what I mean? We've seen that in everything he does. I mean, good heavens, what he did to make himself what he was in the machinist, you know, and he he lost all that weight. You know, I mean, he's he definitely does what it takes for the role. Uh, And extremely versatile actor. Just uh, probably my favorite, uh, I mean, not my favorite character as far as enjoyable you know goes but definitely the best acting in the in the movie in my opinion would go to him
0: yeah i agree with that
1: um so anything else we would say i mean my gracious we have it was just awesome awesome movie
0: um i'm tapped (coughs) out excuse me i'm tapped out um where where are we going from here what's what's next for for marvel i mean The next movie that's coming out is uh, Wakanda Forever.
1: Oh, Wakanda Forever. That's right.
0: Uh, I believe in November. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As far as shows go, we've got um, Ms. Marvel is finishing up this week. That's right. She-Hulk is is coming soon. I believe uh, the second season of Loki will be hitting next year at some point.
1: So they have confirmed they are going to do a second season?
0: Yeah. Well, we knew that at the end of the first season.
1: Well, I didn't know they were going to do a second season, but I wondered if it would play into a new. Um, I, I hadn't heard anything about it. Um,
0: well, there. So at the end of the first season, the the last episode, there was an in credit scene that was it was all it was was showing a desk with a folder on it and a stamp that said season two coming,
1: whenever. Dude, I never saw that. Yeah. I never watched. I, you know that that serves me right for not watching. <laughs> Post-credits for the post-credit scene. Oh, I'll have to see that. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. No, I think um, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the next movies that are coming out. I, I do wonder about the ones that I don't know the um they don't resonate or I don't recognize the names. Um, some of them are you know, you know the names of these movies these shows and series that are coming out, right? Um there's like some like of them the-
0: Secret Invasion is coming. Yes, yeah, so that Secret one's going to have uh, Nick Fury as the main character. I think, probably him and, um, oh, what's Talos?
1: His name? Rogue One.
0: Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn <laughs> ben playing Mendelsohn. playing yeah, Talos from uh, the Skrulls. Yeah, um, at least I would. I haven't heard that he's in it, but I would assume that he will
1: be. We've also got Ant Man. Um, that next one.
0: Oh yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Yeah, that'll be coming next year.
1: I've got the list right here, actually. So we've got, um, okay. So next is Wakanda Forever, then Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, then Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3, and then the Marvels. Yeah. So do you think the Marvels is going to be where Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel get together? Yeah.
0: So if you look at the uh, logo for the Marvels, it has the logos for um captain marvel for Ms. marvel and for oh uh, gosh what are they gonna call her um crap now i can't remember the character from wandavision the woman oh, who
1: oh yeah 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 oh gosh rambo yes yes
0: maria rambo yeah 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 um or wait what's her mom maria
1: i just know her last name's ram rambo
0: well anyway um yeah, all three of them. They're gonna they're gonna come together in, in the Marvels. That's cool. So so, so that's we, that's gonna tie into the the series that's that's out now. Um,
1: three movies in twenty twenty three. We'll have Wakanda Forever this year, but then we'll have right. Guardians of the Galaxy, the Marvels, and um, and then A- 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 before all those. But um, then we have Fantastic Four and Blade. Those are slated. I don't know about any other titles for movies. Um. But uh, we definitely have a season two of Loki, as you have said, and a season two of What If, which I yeah. would love. Um, there's not been an announcement that I know of any further Hawkeyes or Moon Knights yet, but I hope so. There's supposed to be an I Am Groot coming out this year. I think
0: those are supposed to be like shorts. They're not uh-huh. going to, it's not a full on like TV show.
1: There's also, it's called She Hulk Attorney at Law. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that. Uh, and then there's something called Echo. Do you know anything about that?
0: Yeah. So Echo is the, uh, the, the deaf woman from Hawkeye. Oh,
1: from Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. right. And, and uh, that, that, um, isn't Kingpin and, um, Matt Murdock are going to be King, back King,
0: Kingpin and Daredevil are supposed to be making appearances on this show.
1: He so deserves that. Viewers are, sorry, <laughs> listeners. If you have not seen Daredevil, um, the show on Netflix, you need to watch it. Or is it on Disney Plus now? It's Have
0: on Disney it Plus again? now. Yeah. yeah all those Netflix so, shows are so, now on on Disney Plus.
1: I personally would say unless, you know, unless you just want to see David Tennant, which I completely understand, then you can watch the first season of of Jessica Jones. But other than that, please save yourself the time of your life by not watching anything else of that little of those series other than just Daredevil. I
0: don't um, know. That's you're selling them short. Think all but all but iron fist iron fist i didn't care for but i
1: tried i tried them all luke cage i tried them all the defenders i tried them all well
0: but man, defenders I defenders just... was a disappointment and that's uh, i chalked that up to iron fist but the yeah, daredevil is by far the the best so there's three seasons of daredevil and and all three seasons are fantastic um two seasons of the punisher
1: okay i've only seen and you're talking about with barenthal right yeah yeah, I need to see that. I've not seen, I haven't watched that at all. Watch
0: The Punisher. I, I think the second season of Punisher was better than the first season.
1: Okay. I still see him. I'm still mad at him. So.
0: For Walking oops, Dead?
1: Yes, I am. I'm sorry. I just. Let it know. go, man. It it's, was like 10 it, years ago. It's an actor. It's not his fault, but it's just, you know. And he, he died early in the I series. I know, I know, I know. But you know, it's just betrayal it's you know, just paternal all right anyway then we got um secret invasion iron heart armor wars agatha house of Harkness, which i will absolutely love watching uh spider-man freshman year that'll be that's an
0: animated series
1: that'll be oh that's that's great marvel zombies and uh that's what i've got another so animated series about the gardens of the galaxy the holiday special which is going be is that
0: great. is that gonna be this christmas or
1: next christmas it says 2022 so okay good so, those, those are all of the ones listed according to Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thank so you. So, now
0: we're back to the question Is it too much? Are they flooding the market with too much Marvel stuff?
1: Well, after because I'm reading them and getting hyped up and excited, and my heart's beating really fast for everyone that I read, and I want them to I'm gonna watch them now, I guess that says fat no. I'm like, <laughs> there's not too much. I totally want to see it all.
0: Not yet. <laughs>
1: Not yet yeah <laughs> that's all I got man so i I've really enjoyed watching the movie I've enjoyed this podcast uh keep them coming
0: yeah Thor love and thunder uh, we recommend it if you've been listening this long you've well the, the movie has been spoiled for you but uh, if you haven't seen it we still recommend you go see it it's uh it's a lot of fun one of those good movies to go get a bucket of popcorn and a uh, tall, nine dollar cup of Coke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just, just go out. It's a fun time the theater. And um.
1: Uh. I all mean, right. Well, enjoyed us. You've got to do some stars. You got to do some ratings here. You got to tell us how you feel about. It. You got to do your comments. We like it all. You know. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what your wish would be. I'd like to know if you would. Had- <laughs> arrived at the eternity what would you wish wish? would you wish for a million wishes do you also wish for the contra code of life as i do what
0: what about wishing for omnipotence would that be
1: i i don't i think i think if that happens i wouldn't know how to control my powers i would have
0: absolute power corrupts absolutely
1: there you go there you
0: um i feel like being q on star trek
1: yeah um
0: yes uh as my cousin said uh definitely leave comments uh we love to hear your opinions what did you think of thor love and thunder what would your wish be if you got to uh stand before uh some ambiguous creature named in eternity um and yeah if you're enjoying this podcast tell your friends tell your family uh share it with them of course you can find us uh on google on apple podcasts on spotify wherever you listen to podcasts there's a good chance you'll find us so um we we appreciate you tuning in uh and listening to us uh come back next week and we will have another are we going to say exciting episode should, oh, we, will should we go exciting
1: absolutely
0: all right we're gonna have another exciting episode of invarious and peckapalooza um But until then, have a great whatever it is, wherever you are.